0: Here it is. This is episode 39. Can you believe it? 39 glorious episodes. (laughs) I am Chilurik. This is my podcast. Now I like to do things a little bit different. As you know, as you have come to know, I like to do things differently. Now look, right now as we speak, Trump is greeting President Trump of the United States is greeting American detainees freed from North Korea. What a great thing! What a great thing! You know what I mean? Look, this is what I've been talking about. It's not hard. It's a, it's a it's a detailed job, but it's not a hard job. It's known how the job works. Okay. You get these liberals, and they're like they're like globalists. So what they want to do is. Is please everybody? Look, I'm not out here. I'm not not about pleasing everybody. So they forget who they're who elected them. They forget. They don't. They're it's like they're not even beholden to their constituents. They want to, you know, talk about what they can do for other countries in the world. And then we're going to get into uh, some of those uh, different types of people uh, leaders that are failing at that job. Currently, we're going to get into that a little bit and so we are still divided on Jeff Sessions what is going on with this attorney general now is he oh. Man, I, I really wanted to believe that Jeff Sessions was like was stealth was actually stealth Jeff. But now I've seen some things that I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if that's real. I don't know if that's real. I need I need to be I need to be able to believe that Stealth Jeff is real. Stealth Jeff. But you got all kinds of people who who are not convinced that stealth Jeff is real. Well, okay, we'll we'll have to wait and see on that. So I guess Israel uh, has been having some uh, interactions, some negative interactions with uh, Iranians in Syria. That's been going on today, and so that's great. I think that it's good that Israel from time to time reminds people that they can defend themselves, and they will. Uh, It's very important for the rest of the world to know. Very, very important. So John McCain, I guess he like, I guess he recently told Biden not to walk away from politics. Now people are like, oh, this could spell trouble in the future. Look, do you, do you really think, <laughs> look, Uncle Touchy, the best we can hope for with Uncle Touchy is to keep him away, keep kids away from him, okay, keep kids, keep children away from him. He, he just, he wants to frittage everybody and it's, and it's weird and creepy, okay, it's creepy. And so apparently Washington DC is full of people like this. And we're just now seeing it get become more and more public. And there are also other places in the world that are like this. It turns out that this is, like, I guess, a thing with these people. Nasty. These are nasty people. So today, I got a chance to watch... Um, question period for Canada and it's got me thinking about uh, there's a list of things that I've that I've noticed about their system and they are my own inclinations my own proclivities okay I just think that there were I think that the idea of Canada and how it was um it really isn't being handled properly by the current government. See, so, the, so the liberals who are there do not have a very strong sense of how economies work and they don't know how governments work. And the, the what I mean when I say that is that they have to make up a reason to get power for themselves. They have to make up a reason. They have to do all of these extra extraneous things that don't really exist in reality. And they have to make them. So so that's why with liberalism, you have all of these different people groups. You know, you've got, you've got, everyone's divided up by race. We're the, we're the ones that, you know, they they pick out their, their, specific races that they want to be the champion of and they and they use so they use these classifications to they use these classifications to to give other people a sense of a sense or an understanding that they should be there in power in the government and so then their policy ends up being directly uh, Attributed to that same it's like a, a, a cyclic thing that keeps coming back around and they keep having to do more and more and more for more and more you know divisions of people groups and if they can get people uh, to believe that they're classified in these in these ways, divide everybody up, keep them separated so that they don't exchange any ideas, so they don't become convinced of the truth that uh, like literally if you didn 't have any liberals in government. Things would run pretty smoothly, <laughs> and it's the reason is because it, it it's like I've been saying all along that the way governments work is a known quantity. It is known how it operates. It is known how it will not operate, and how it operates is is m- has been mastered by what we like to call the center right. Center right has the corner on on the essential function of government. And liberals know this that 's why they go to the extremes to bring in all types of fringe ideas, fringe groups, and once again this is their this is their it's it 's a play only liberals do this okay it 's a play so that they can consolidate this power that essentially by doing this they admit that they don 't have the core of sound governance that 's not at their core because they 're so far away from that and when you find Individuals or even groups or parties that refuse to move towards that center right core now you 're going every thing that you legislate is now going to be viewed as uh, extreme and radical, and there is no other way to view it i mean it 's not going to come off any other way so liberals haven 't figured out now look i don 't I don't hate people okay i I have a high level of dislike for people that fail to understand these basic concepts of governance. I, I, I have very little patience for that. I don't like it when people start telling everyone that there's a billion genders. I, I don't like it when people uh, that are running for office are lying to the people. I don't like that, I don't like it when they lie. And some might say, well, they lie all of the time. They lie all of the time. They're always lying. All of them. All of them are always lying. No, that is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is they they are completely making something up that doesn't exist in reality. So if a person is willing to do that and be that far detached from reality in the function of their, in the practical function of the, the job that they're essentially applying for, that... That is a disconnect that it, that is that doesn't allow them to be successful in that position, and also the byproducts of it are that it multiplies uh, it multiplies the problems that the government will experience, and has very very little solution. And when that when the troubles come up, when people say, "Hey, yeah, but what about you know this? You can you're doing that over here on the left, but what about this other thing?" and and Anytime that people get outside of that of that thing that they've built that doesn't really exist, um, they try to pull them back in. It's the natural inclination to just pull them back into that psychosis but That's what it really is it's, like it's psychosis it's not real. you know you, you're essentially pandering to every type of individual you know and what those individuals think of themselves when those individuals should not be thinking about themselves when they vote for somebody else they should be thinking about the person that they're voting for is this person qualified to do the job now i tend to believe that in our day and age that there are a number of individuals who um who think that they are smarter than they really are and this often happens when somebody is doing something wrong but they get away with it for a while and so that builds a confidence in them that no one's going to stop them that no one can They start to believe that no one can stop them. And that's where stuff gets dangerous. That's where stuff gets dangerous. And so Canada, in all of its splendor and glory, that's where they're at right now. They have a population that doesn't trust the current government that they apparently elected. Um, There's been uh, just a large number of gaffes. International, on the international stage and, and at home for the Trudeau government. And there's a trust issue, there's a huge trust issue, because it's been found that there are people getting onto planes in Nigeria, in Africa, flying to the United States, probably New York, since it's the closest, and then getting to the border of Quebec and then crossing into Canada. Under the uh, guise of seeking asylum. And so there's been I guess you know a few thousand of these people, and it's like a continual thing. So it's caused problems because Quebec doesn't want them. Now they say this, this is what's public Quebec said they didn't want them. they didn't have they were running out of room, they didn't have any more room. But that's not what's really going on. what's really going on is that those people are being bused into Quebec and then from there, they're bused into specific areas uh, that will be necessary for them, for the current government to get votes in to win a majority again, to win re-election. So it's it's vote rigging. This is the Obama-Clinton vote rigging scam. That's what it is. And the sad part about the vote rigging is that when you get caught doing it, you no longer have, uh, the people no longer have an assurance that the vote is going to count. They no longer have that assurance. And not only that, now the outcome is in, is in doubt, no matter what happens. So, and this, this comes from a group of people who is constantly talking about the merits of democracy while completely violating the actual thing that they're touting the merits of. And so, yeah, it's absurd, it's absurd. So here you have a, a felonious prime minister who's committed four felonies while conducting the business of state, the business of his, uh, his ministry, the the prime minister's duties, he's committed four felonies. <laughs> and that's strike one right there. That is strike one right there. The guy should have been gone. The guy should have, if he was an honorable person, he would have resigned, stepped down. He obviously failed, but, you know. Now, it's not that the guy flew to the Agar Khan's private island. It's the fact that When you are a head of state, you are—you have to become isolated. You have to become somewhat isolated because there are laws and rules against uh, a person receiving uh, compensation, monetary compensation, in exchange for uh, favors. You can't sell the power of your position for money to someone outside your country. A lot of times you can't do it inside the country either. There's other ethics laws for that, like the... Uh, oh, That's a whole nother, whole other episode with the ethics commissioner. Uh, but, I, I mean, with the ethics commissioner, it's actually really easy. It's easy to see that the guy is probably an expert in the field in which he was selected to operate in the government. So he probably knew, you know, quite a bit about that area. It was his, in his wheelhouse. That was his area of expertise. But because the guy is a person who knows how to make money, uh, he, what it appears is that he got in there and decided to uh, change the rules to benefit himself or his family. And that's those rules, the ethics rules are there to prevent that from happening. And yet it happened anyway. And then it was just shrugged off. And so now I'm not the type of person who likes to put everything under a microscope, okay? But there is a... Level of accountability that one has to be held to, and it's a high level of accountability. So much so, you have to esteem the office in the in the uh, you have to esteem the uh, the office that you're elected to very, very high, so that that office doesn't become tarnished by your behavior. But that's essentially what this guy did. He went in there and made a bunch of rules that benefited him. Changes to some taxes that he knew about. And so he sold shares and made some money off of it. Off the fact that he knew that there was going to be some changes in taxes. It's, insider, it's like insider trading. You get a tip and you know somebody passes a tip and you act on the tip and you save yourself money or, or, or you make a bunch of money in the stock market. It's the same type of thing. It's, it's, in the United States, it's a violation. In Canada, apparently, it's an ethics violation. They don't like that. And it's perfectly plain to see why it's that way. But it, on the flip side, it's perfectly plain to see why somebody who knows how to make money and has a stake in that type of uh, 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 an expertise in that type of business would basically feel like instead of being blinded like everyone else who's just moving forward trying to make careful uh, investments, this guy could see what was coming and was able to react. Now, that creates an unfair marketplace. That's not fair to all of the other people who don't know that that's happening. See? So that's why they have to put all of this, this money and all of these things in a blind trust. And they can't touch it. And the reason is because they'll be making decisions that will directly affect whether they make money or not on it. So it has to be set aside so that they can't touch it or manipulate it while they're actually making rules to, to that will affect it. Ethics. That's what this is. So that you've got ethics violations for, the, for uh, the finance minister. You have ethics violations for the prime minister. There's been several other miscellaneous things by other members of the government. But the main thing is is that, uh, so the, with the prime minister, his trip to the, to the Aga Khan's island, it has to do with uh, several things. Several, there's several reasons why there's a problem with it. There's a problem in the fact that he received something of monetary value has compensation uh, from a private party, who is not—it's uh, a—it's a foreign actor. Okay. So the reason why that's set up that way is to keep people from essentially bribing a uh, sitting prime minister. Okay. And on the other on the other side of the coin, <clears throat> it's also meant uh, to keep them from being manipulated. See, see the, the prime minister's office has to keep itself from being manipulated. And they have to keep it so tight to themselves that they can't even appear as if they have been manipulated. They can't even appear even that they were even essentially thinking about taking the money or taking the, the thing, receiving that gift of value. You just can't do it. So it's done that way for a reason because nobody just gives you money. They want something for it. Okay? Nobody from another country, nobody from out of, outside the country is just going to give you money unless they want something for it. And the chances are pretty good that what they want for it is going to be something that's illegal. See, they're using that money to steer policy. Now, we happen to know that other there were other visitors to the Agar Khan's island, uh, and one of them was John Kerry. Well, what's John Kerry doing? He's... Uh, Doing a bunch of shadow work behind the scenes, talking to uh, the Iranians about this stupid Iran deal that apparently the Iranians didn't even sign. So you got shadowy people. So so now now it's guilt by association. Now Trudeau is not just hasn't just taken essentially what amounts to bribe money, uh, and he's he's been caught for it and taken to task, and he got he's got racked up four felonies for four separate. Um, charges there and so apparently he just pays a $200 fine or whatever. Apparently he just pays a $200 fine. Okay. So, but now he's implicated in this whole group of people and he's met with the Obamas several times and he's implicated with this, he's tied in. He's tied in with that whole group of people and he's also implementing the exact same things that they were implementing in the United States. What he is... Maybe he's not aware of this, but a lot of the things that they were doing here in the United States, had they gotten caught, are illegal. They may also be illegal in Canada. So their members of the opposition are holding them to account and taking them to task. And, But my, my point is that this should never have gotten to this point. This should never have gotten to this level where you have a prime minister who is openly violating, openly in violation and in cahoots with these other nefarious actors who are also in violation of similar laws in their own countries. So this is a problem. This is a major problem for those people. But in the meanwhile, Canadians are suffering. Uh, Canada is suffering and, and that's really sad. It's, it's really sad that, that I, I, to be honest with you I really just can't see it I can't see how there are that many people who just don't care that much to just allow that to happen I mean somebody's literally lifting all the bills out of your wallet and it seems like nobody cares I don't know maybe they're all rich maybe they're all rich I don't know I don't know but but these are vi- violations. I mean, they're, they're crimes. Like, Trudeau committed crimes. Now, in the United States, if a, if a governor had committed crimes, felonies, while in office during the, in the course of uh, conducting his duties as governor, he'd be kicked out. He'd be booted, be forced to resign. And the way that they would do it is there would be public outcry and he would be forced, he would be forced to resign. So public outcry is a, is a, is a big one. I don't, I don't really like public outcry that much because that's where you get Obama's and Hillary's just getting all of these marches organized for nothing, for no reason. It's just for some, you know, they're, it's ridiculous. Okay. This is absurd. Now, uh, so the other thing that I, that I had happened to bring up today in my interactions with some Canadians is that if Canada and Canadians think that when Justin Trudeau finishes destroying the country because that's what he's doing, when he finishes doing that, yeah, with all of these uh, actual terrorists that he's harboring now and all of these people that he's importing, the voters and the and, and whatnot—all of these uh, Islamic people, Islamic State people—does he really think that the United States is just going to sit by and watch the neighbor to the north become a haven, a safe haven for ISIS or terrorists? Does he really think that? Because that's not going to happen, especially when, not with this president, with this with President Trump. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I mean, he will put a he will put a hurt on you the likes of which you've never seen. And I'm not even talking about militarily, okay? So that's the, that's the issue. That's, that's the issue, is that these things are half thought out. And I, to be honest with you, I don't know, I don't know all of their motives because it doesn't seem to me like any of it's worked. But it's really put on a, a this is a garbage show. It's a trash show. It's not cool at all. It's not cool. So I, I mean, they have a lot of explaining to do, most certainly. And I guess, I suppose, I would leave it at that. But there are a few th- uh, changes that I would make to that entire system, uh, and not—it's not to disparage the system because they have—they've had that system for quite some time. But there's a few there's a few problems that I have with it. One of them is is that uh, their whole ability to uh, their ability. When they get elected, they are not representative of their constituents. They say that they are, but in reality, they are completely and entirely beholden to their party. And we see that every time the liberals vote and there are no uh, holdouts. There's no dissenters. Everyone votes straight up and down every single time, every one of them and that's the problem that's the, that's why you have an agenda moving forward that is essentially a criminal agenda and that's that's an organized criminal enterprise right there is what's happening so so they have to go to a party list system and it has to be a representative legislation they have to have representative legislators so that the people that are elected represent their dist- that represent their districts that is ultimately that is what they do is represent their districts, not representing their district in their in the party that 's not how it needs to work that 's a, that's a malfunction that is an ill formed um, it 's most certainly not suited for today 's times for these times that we live in that 's not going to work The people have to have representation and it 's to keep things like runaway taxes like what we 're seeing right now in Canada. It's to keep that from happening. If you freed up every single one of those people uh, who, who's in parliament, every one of those members of parliament and to, to just vote straight uh, uh, up and down on all of the things that are going to make their constituency, their districts better or against things, that voting against things that would make their um, districts uh, worse off, if they were able to have that freedom where they're not bound to that party, they would be able to vote up and down strictly for their group of people that they represent. And that is a representative legislative body. And I think that's what they should go to because the people that are electing them aren't actually being represented in the system that they currently have. So that's my take. This was episode 39. Thanks for being here. Uh, We're going to keep doing it. I'm just going to keep going uh, until somebody says, hey, hey, dude, shut up. Shut up. Okay, we get it. See you next time.